How we doing folks? Kev here again. I hope we're all keeping well, keeping safe. Uh, just another wee quick message before we release part two of the the latest episode of the, the FAC, the, the FAC podcast um, that we had part one out last week there. Uh, just another wee quick message before we get into that to let everybody know of something that's been happening. You might have picked up, you might have seen it, a bit of information released through the, the Twitter page. Basically, a few of the, the boys within the section have done a, a brilliant job um, so far with a hamper drive that they've been organising for the, the staff, the NHS staff, who are, you know, obviously doing an incredible job. And we're just, we're looking to you know, try to help out a little bit more and, and try and help out as much as we can with it and get, you know, get more people involved. Obviously, understanding all the restrictions and stuff that are in place now, but trying to, you know, reach out to more hospitals and more staff and just basically doing everything that we can do to kind of help these people that are, you know, doing such a such a great job. And obviously, if anybody would like to play their own, you know, part and help them out, or the boys are also... Uh, taking donations and stuff in via the PayPal, so just to keep a, a wee sort of eye on that, um, and all the information will be put out. Stressing as well, letting, letting everybody know that all the you know hygiene and, and safety precautions that everybody would expect, um, the boys that are you know organising it and, and doing, sorting everything out, everything that they should be doing um, is being done type thing, uh, and. That was pretty much it. Just we've got a recording from one of the boys uh, within the section that's been involved in the the hamper drive for the the off. Um, so he'll I'll let him come in just now and he'll explain uh, a bit more detail and let everybody you know know a bit more about what's been happening and what's going to be happening with it. Um, so aye, that's pretty much it. I just I hope everybody's keeping okay. Hope you've enjoyed the the first part of the the podcast the FAC episode and I hope you enjoy part two um, so I just hope everybody's okay and take care cheers alright troops just a wee bit of background um, story to the hamper drive if I had to go for the last week or two um, I'd basically spoken to a nurse and asked her how things were she told me that the hospitals were starting to turn pretty mental with the outbreak of the, the virus um, so I'd taken that information back to the boys in the section and asked if anybody fancied getting involved just making up wee batches of essentials for them shower gels, deodorants, um, face wipes, hand creams, that sort of thing just to sort of we could deliver them in the hospitals to just try and put a wee smile on their faces and let them know that show a bit of solidarity with them and let them know they weren't, weren't alone while they face up to all this so um, we made up an initial four hampers put pictures out on social media um, and it was really well received people firing donations in all over the shop so we get 25 more made up got them distributed to the Southern General and Hale Myers where they were brilliantly honestly they were so well received by the nurses it's sort of the least they deserve but it could it could it was clear that it meant a lot to them um, just to have that wee, wee bit of support shown to them so again we put more pictures out on social media to show people where the donations had went and the donations again went mental people people were really generous so 
um, when Matt came to me and asked if we fancied um, a bit of help and um, putting it out to the to the rest, so the rest of the, the public and whatnot, then um, it made total sense. Obviously, it's something that a lot of people can relate to with nurses and their, their friends or family, um, and it was clear that people people did really want to um, donate money to help. So hopefully, going forward, we help for for more of the boys and. Um, more donations for everyone and um, we can stretch it out over um, a wider variety of hospitals and cover a lot of other areas as well so going forward hopefully more of the same cheers Podcast uh, covering all things North Cove Celtic. I'm your host Kev. Um, I'm joined by Tony, Connor, and Paul again. Uh, we're back for part two of our wee sort of fact um, episode, uh, and I'm pre-recording this. So I'm trying my best to work out <laughs> what I'm saying, but we'll jump into a wee break and we'll come back with part two with Paul. Cheers. Morning, uh, SMP's lost a majority. <laughs> Kelly's in. Mm-hmm. The sort of well, the groundwork's already been laid with the, the fact stuff, but you know how going on for there. Uh, how did things kind of kick start? Well, I mean, it was always a surprise waking up, but it was brilliant that James had kept his seat. But uh, like Michael McMahon had lost his, the boy in Uddingston, so he'd probably been up until that point. The kind of main. But figure for us were in the parliament that was I wouldn't say doing our bidding but he was hugely supportive and um, really helpful for us so he's lost his seat but James kind of ended up filling that role you know what I mean so what we end up doing is we, we kind of meet with James really early on for what I remember we in a couple of weeks and it's basically a case of right how do we do this in practice and I'm thinking it's going to be a skush you know what I mean I think it's going to be a canter because when all, you've, saying, all you've got to do is get or are there MP- MSPs to fucking vote for that, it? That's what you think, because when the SNP done it, it was like four months or whatever, and boom, it was through. But you sit down and you're like, no, that's because, you know what I mean, it's going to be a, a private member's bill, it's going to be a totally different kettle of fish. So you're immediately like, he's going to need to, he's going to, need to put a kind of draft bill together, and there's, there's going to be all sorts of different stages. So the first stage is basically 
there's going to need to be submissions, right, like, like public submissions, but the first stage, it's basically a case of, it's a numbers game, you know what I mean, so it's all about who gets the most submissions in favour against how many are against it type thing, and without having that support for a private member's bill, you can't get forward, so I mind, particularly within the group, man, moaning the face off folk, but basically, <laughs> like, 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 starting a big list of all the boys in the group, at text me when you've fucking done it and I'll take your name off the list and just hammer folk to make sure what we need to get this done because when that went live that prick um, <laughs> wings over <laughs> South East England gets involved <laughs> with his mad cult and they, they all start bombing in and like the first couple of hundred responses are all against but obviously his um, kind of appeal only applies to a few hundred nutters and that wasn't going to be something that could last whereas we would have our group, the other groups involved with that, the Celtic support, football supporters well, uh, uh, across Scotland, sorry, and just people who are concerned about civil liberties, and particularly those in the West who are supporting us. So we very quickly, you know, steamrolled them, won it really comfortably, um, and then that was sort of just so that we can get it into, he's basically got a kind of mandate to go forward with it. Um, so that kind of started the process. What then happens is it goes through the kind of it was through like a parliamentary committee, so it was through the Justice Committee again, um, and that was the point whereby, again, we are needing to get ready to give evidence again, so myself and Jeanette were back up, but we are obviously, not only that, but the one thing about the bill is, is it united everybody, it's the only piece of legislation I've ever heard of that got Celtic fans and Rangers fans agreeing that get the Green Party and UKIP on the same side, that the Law Society said was a bad law, that Liberty said was a danger to civil liberties, everybody agreed, or everybody with any common sense and who wasn't um, tied financially to the, to the bill agreed that um, it was a, a, a disaster, so what we had to do is try to reach out to these kind of the likes of liberty, the likes of the Law Society, you know, supporters direct and organisations like that, trying to make sure that they were going to be part of the kind of process. Um, and it was trying to hold together quite a kind of mad coalition, you know what I mean? As I say, you're going to meet in the opposition parties. And I've had to go down and sit down with the Tory Justice uh, spokesperson, which I fucking love to do, you know what I mean? And it's not something that I enjoyed. And it was that. Douglas Ross, the fucking linesman of all people, <laughs> the picket sent off Hoso, mine is like, red, red, red! Ah, I'm sitting watching that, you're fucking bad, me, I was... You've got to do that, haven't you? Well, that's it, mate, like, I, 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 I didn't want to do it, but <coughs> it can't be a case of putting your own ego of, I'm too good to go and do that, or like, I'm too ideologically pure to sit down with a Tory, ahead of the fact that this was seriously impacting mainly working-class lives. lives, you know what I mean, it was it was fucking people's lives, and had we not been willing to set aside our differences, it would still be fucking people's lives, you know what I mean, so I had no qualms with doing that, um, we, 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 we met with, obviously, uh, different members of the Labour Party, the Green Party, uh, the Lib Dems as well, they were all really helpful, and... We kind of managed to get it through that stage, but even then there was all sorts of mad stuff going on. But the kind of group at that point, we'd have still been doing stuff in the stadium as well, you know what I mean? And we end up doing the, I mean, we do the big banner, and it's like the the eight guilty or whatever it is, and it's like the faces, and Aye. it's like 
fucking Dornan, it's, oh, it's uh, who else was it? Mulholland was on it Frank, as well. Frank Mulholland, Nicholas Sturgeon, Stephen House, mm-hmm. Alex Salmon, Eleanor Murdoch, and... Oh, who was here for Hoos? It was a nup. Fuck it. <laughs> I named them up for him. I can't even remember. But did Dornan not have that only thing, me or not? So, aye. So we end up, we went into Parliament like a while later, and uh, so Dornan's seat was like right up the back type thing. And uh, so if you're sitting in the gallery, if you peek out, you can just see him. And uh, seemingly, like, uh, when, I don't know if it was, I think it was his iPad, that the background was, he'd just cut out the image of his stupid face at the background <laughs> of the part, as if we'd done a banner in honour of James fucking Dornan, what a clown, man. What's happened to him now? But uh, he's uh, having to stand down because he's a bam, basically, and uh, James Dornan, who has continually tried to kill his ass, and his legacy is going to be one of pettiness and failure and off he pops and nobody will remember who he is in a couple of years so <laughs> that, that's something he'll need to do but uh, aye like we were like so we done that banner you remember with the eight and aye. like the, the kick off for that was mental because mine like, like I remember running I was running the fact twitter and we get a lot of shit all the time for absolute lunatics right especially like the SNP, like, so many supporters of the SNP just won the interested in reason or debate. It was simply a case of they're so supportive of independence, you know, and, and so mad, but they're so supportive of independence and thus the SNP that it really doesn't matter what the SNP do. The SNP have cut plans to do whatever they want, um, and if anyone criticises them, they are automatically attacking the cause of Scottish independence and they're the enemy and they're blah blah I think, blah. I think it's a cheek for anybody for the group to say they're cultish. Well I like, considering aye. the cult that we, 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 are, we are definitely far worse. I know, we're a mere we're a, even mere insular as a cult. I know, you know but them as a as a political party. I mean I could never find myself voting Labour because it's stuff passed and all that. Yeah. And my go to would always have been SMP, you know what I mean? But just because it absolute lies for them, then yeah. the, the stuff surrounding that, and probably the people who support them, you're looking and going, you're a fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> you're an absolute clown. I mean, some it was, but it was an eye opener for me as well. Like, I mean, of someone who's of the left and, and kind of all the rest of it, she'd been on the other side of that argument of like, what people just come and attack because like they have it in their head that they are the sort of beacons of like of anti discrimination and good and you're a fucking bigot and you're this and you're that and you're trying to explain to them that one of the biggest agonies I felt is that football fans are, are, are kinda portrayed as being bigots because of this intense tribalism and you're trying to explain to them that like you're actually falling victim to that same tribalism because you can't see the merits of this argument because you're caught up in political tribalism and they just don't understand that, some of them. But with the the uh, banners that we've done, particularly a Sturgeon and Ellen Murdoch, like that, like, they're like, you're targeting a woman and you're like, well, one of them's the First Minister and the other one's a policy lied in court. Two out of eight, isn't he really targeting women as far as I can tell? And it really was getting to, to real people. We've done the video. I mean, we had the wee video night in the, the GCA. We had like an hour long um, like, video about why these eight were chosen and what's going on with the act and all the rest of it. So it was all starting to kind of really build. But I remember as well, like, see, uh, like, I'd been on like, lots of podcasts and wrote lots of articles and stuff like that. And see, 
for a, a long time what you're trying to do is you're trying to win the argument, you're trying to set forward this is why the act's wrong and, and try to logically like, convince people to come to your side. See when that point, but I remember it's just thinking you're not going to fucking change MD's mind. Now MD who's in any way invested in this is going to have made their mind up one way or the other. So in terms of the stuff the group was putting out, the stuff I was doing, the stuff I was writing or stuff I was seeing in podcasts, it wasn't designed to change people's minds anymore. It was just designed to get people's fucking bloods up so that they get more involved and they get more active. And we ran the... Connor was uh, somebody who helped with the, the fact podcast. And I remember, like... They can appoint that was need to convert because MD's going to listen to a fact podcast. It's going to appoint other than maybe somebody trying to catch us out or hear us be saying stupid. MD who listens is going to support the fact campaign. So for me, my kind of point was you're not trying to convert MD, but you're trying to do is go and give people ammunition so that when they're out talking to people or when they're having an argument online that they can use the same knowledge and the same information and that can help us get us out of the line. And what happens is, as we're kind of going through the parliamentary proceedings, we do get into mad spats, we like the Scottish Women's Convention and other stuff, And but we, we manage to sort of stay on the kind of path, and what I would say is, is as it's kind of closing in, I still think the SNP, one of the, the, the things that I think motivated the SNP to do what they've done, is they made that, see when that shame game happens, they make a political calculation, right? That calculation is that there's votes to be had in targeting football fans and they've not got the means to fight back. You know what I mean? They're not going to be able to come back at us. And I, I think that that attitude of it's just bams, they're all bigots, they're all thugs, they're all louts, they're all this, they're all that, that attitude was what made them think we're still going to turn this around. We'll still... All they need to do is knock down one or two votes. I mean, there's people like, like uh, John Finney, for example, in the Green Party, who was ex-SNP. He voted for the bill the first time when he was an SNP member. He then leaves over NATO, joins the Green Party, and they'll be thinking, John Finney, we'll, we'll bring him back on side and he'll... But they, no matter what they try, they can't <coughs> knock down a vote. And I remember, like, what mad stuff would happen. Like, I remember, like six months or whatever however many months before the vote like here's your drug deal goes out to the fucking jungle for a uh, I'm a celebrity I'm like she better be back for this fucking vote and uh, <laughs> like, stuff like that like just getting you pure power you know what I mean Fucking better no win. <laughs> fucking vote like, everybody I, I, else I, is against her. You spend about 300 quid voting everybody else. Hanging about with Ant and Deck in the jungle and just <laughs> all getting scooped because of it, you know what I mean? But uh, there was the other thing, like the, the boy Mark McDonald, who was an SNP MSP, who'd been kind of alleged to have been involved in. I can't, I can't even remember, so I'm not saying and um, make any guesses, that's a dangerous road to get done. But uh, there was allegations made against him. Um, and he was kind of he'd lost the whip type thing but there was other like like a SMP like other MSPs who'd like taken no well so even though we had a couple of votes winning it was always kind of going up and down you know what I mean because some SMP, some MSPs would be available and then some wouldn't and it was nervous as fuck and then we had the first vote and I remember I was in my, my graft at the time and I'd just started a new job and I was like sitting at my desk, you know, like your phone at your desk at all, man, I'm sitting right between my legs type thing, trying to secretly watch it, absolutely fucking sweat pulling after me, it must have been like, what's fucking wrong with this guy, man? <laughs> and, uh, look, we, we just got it over the line type thing, 
and uh, from that point you're like, ah, right, it's going to charge on. So the, the kind of second phase before it goes to the final vote was like uh, amendments, but because it's a repeal, there's not like, if it's a bill, there's amendments, but if it's a repeal, there's no really any to fight her, you know what I mean? It's just getting weaked out and that's it. So within a couple of months, we're, we're going to the actual vote, and the really group, like, try to do everything we can, email campaigns, you know what I mean, try to do, you know, we're singing about it in the ground and all that, and we're trying to get as much press about it as possible. We ended up running a bus for George Square through to the, through to the, the Parliament, and it's all like group boys and all that, and like, I mean, again, like, I think I'd, I'd get a half day in work, I think it was leaving at whatever time, and uh, again, man, I'm shitting myself, I'm a nervous wreck, and we're getting, me and Jeanette are kind of sitting down the front and getting phone calls, like saying, you know, this guy's in, but she's no, and, you know, we're doing one vote here because they're no way and all the rest of it. And uh, folk up the back of fucking party zone getting swallowed and all that. I'm like, ah, <laughs> fucking cam it, you know what I mean? There's no one ending yet, fuck's sake. Um, so I was, I was just a nervous right man, pure no talking to him, doing nothing that. And uh, we ended up going in, and like, you're on quite a high, and then you need to go and listen to them talk shit for three hours. It kind of brings you back down a wee bit. But it was the first time that I'd ever... I'd ever, like, since, like, I was a Wayne, been in the Scottish Parliament, the Chambers in full. I'd been into, like, in, like, meeting rooms and stuff. I had to meet MSPs quite a lot. But I hadn't been in the, the Parliament. And, uh, like, it's quite daunting. You're going in in just a big chamber and you're seeing, like, you know what I mean, the First Minister and our Cabinet all sitting there. And again, you're looking around thinking, we are a group of absolute idiots. And we have taken this mob, like, right to the death here. So whatever way it goes, this is what an achievement this is either way. And I remember I've went in, and uh, like me and Jeanette have kind of went in, but um, Jeanette's partner Eddie is kind of sitting at another bit, she wants to sit with him, but she's like, ah, you need to come up, because we've kind of done this campaign together. So I've kind of went up there, but the rest of the kind of bodies have all been in that kind of, the more public gallery that you yeah. usually see <coughs> on the telly and that. Because when it was, it was on the telly, because I was sitting up, I was sitting on a roof, watching it on my phone, yeah, aye. and every yeah. time it fucking scanned to the... The boys in the car, I was like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Tries to rip this roof down. <laughs> I remember <laughs> she, the boys. she, before we got off the bus, man, I'm fucking doing it, the old head teacher. Like, everybody needs to fucking behave in here. Don't do any of shit in this fucking chamber. Don't fucking derail anything. So I'm just shit myself and I'm just lashing out at folk. And uh, so they get in, right? And so what happens is, like, they'll open it and, and then they all kind of fuck off, by and large, by a few for the debate and then they'll come back for the votes. So Sturgeon comes in and then she goes to go and she sees big fucking chops and then she walks through up and all I can see is chops talking to Sturgeon. I'm at uh, fucking no way that redneck is gonna fuck this forever, dude. What is he gonna be saying to her? And uh, it wasn't until after that I found out he knew her. So that's his local constituency, but I'm just like pure shine it. And uh, so we end up getting through the votes, but like when the kind of final vote was called at the end, and it was Ken McIntosh, he was the speaker, I presume he still is, um, and like, he kind of calls the vote, and like it's maybe when you watch it back, it's like five, six seconds or whatever, but I, I felt like 30 minutes to me, like myself and Jeanette are just shaking herself, and then he calls it, um, it was a kind of victory for us. And uh, it was just chaos after that. You could again, you could just hear that it was like standing section at Parliament. You know what I mean? Just see folk jumping about. Uh, Dornan starts shouting at them all. Starts like, demanding that security goes and shuts them all up. And uh, we kind of get down. Didn't see everybody. Everybody's hugging and 
getting 40s and all the rest of it. And then by the time we did get in the bus, it was absolutely wild, man. It was just chaos. Aye, yeah. but that by that point we'd go to the because we had bought the champagne, Jeanette forgot to put it in the fridge and I still fucking annoyed about it. And um we ended up proper I mean, you, you, I, I know you, you, you came back, back you went and met his right. Molly Malone's we were in. Because I know I do later on that night. So, so we all went to Molly Malone's, I think. Just got on it, aye. Aye, aye, just got on it, aye, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Um, but it must have been some relief after <coughs> fucking yeah, many, many, many years, six, seven, eight so years, just aye. pure... Aye, grinding down, asshole. Especially you, mate. I mean, me and Tony are involved to an extent, but no, on no. the same level as yourself. But I mean, the amount of people that were just relying on you, you know what I mean? And like, you're carrying that weight for quite a long time. And throughout the early parts of the campaign, you, you hope you'll get it, but it's not really tangible. You know, it's it's Everest, it's a mountain that you're not really like what you ever climb. And then when it gets within reach, that's when, as I say, the nerves start kicking in because you start thinking, do you know what I mean? I know he's on a charge, I know that this is happening, you know what I mean? I know that potentially the future of the group as well because you're like, ah, see if we lose here, it's not going to calm down. They're going to, this is going to be a mandate for, for them. He can back after us, starts picking up boys again. I think that was my big worry, that if it went tits up, they, they, that they were just going to go mental. They, they would annihilate us, they'd finish yep. us, you know what I mean? Because they were already, the strain was, I don't think they would have bluttered us completely, I think the matter of what happens would always get you on, but I think, I think it was, we were fucking... They could do we really bad damage. Great nah, point with me, man. Aye, big time, big time. Um, so there was all that kind of pressure and all that swinging around your head, and to an extent you need to try to just ignore it as much as possible. But when that vote comes through, and like, it is, it's just the least from me and else. And you can look back and you can get into celebrate like kind of celebrate it properly, but it's it's just relief more than anything else. And then uh, we ended up having mind at the Celtic Park the next game we'd done the VT four, it was like fact one S P S N P now. We're gonna have some Jeanette goes up on the they say standing and it's we are absolutely victorious and the whole the whole section's gone mental. Um was class for it and all, isn't she? She's a superstar. I mean the the letters, Paul like get given it in one. Ah, yeah, yeah, and one. I gave good. one to a few boys in the in the group, and I got one myself. For, mm-hmm. You know, on behalf of Fac, I like to thank you for mm-hmm. you know your help, Tifo wise and all that. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not really easily impressed, man. But mind that the we're talking about a fact demo on that, mm-hmm. and Janet was up talking, and she's talking about all the busies and the coppers, and she's yeah. like, there's no enough. There's no enough polis, there's no enough fucking meat wagons, there's no enough of used to jail us. I'm stunned there, man. Oh. I could feel the hairs going up and up. You're, you're ready Jesus. to get all out of war, man, doesn't Easily, mate. Today. Easily, probably the best orator amazing. I've heard. Yeah. Amazing. Anybody she's speak she, politically or anything, she's fucking amazing. See, when you looked at, like, see, the, when the, there was a the first evidence gathering session for the bill, when, when it was a bill back in 2011, and the representative for the Rangers supporters trust Mark Dingwell and then the representative for us is Jeanette Finlay it just sums up how lucky we are to have her as a support to have her as a representative and she's fought for the Celtic support and for our community more broadly all her life mm. facing all sorts of shit for the other side but for her own fans a lot of the time I know you know what I mean and she's fought her way through it she doesn't it's like water after ducks back to her she doesn't let it get to her and she'd been an absolute superstar and without her there is no way we wouldn't even go to campaign after gun let alone kill the bill the group maybe not going to be here mate to be honest I don't know 100% I 
Shit reflection. Oh, she's incredible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If mm-hmm. I'm being honest, man. There's a few other ones. George Ryan in that as well. George Ryan was huge. He was um, he was the one who kind of almost acted as a sort of whistleblower to when Selick, again, looking back to when Selick were really acting the arse. And when they were particularly kind of a bit stupid shit like that little movement. And they were kind of threatening, saying, oh, the safety group or whatever they were called. Uh, the council are going to shut down Selick Park if you don't stop it. And George Ryan, who was a councillor, got in touch with us. I went and met him in a boozer. And he came with a meeting in a minute. Seems like ah, no such fucking thing has been said. And from that, we were able to kind of get one or Selick and fight our way out of that. Because at that point, Selick were... Mind Selick were threatening to ban us. They like, on that little movement. They are jumping from side to side. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, absolutely ridiculous. George Ryan was huge, but... I mean, I... I I'm kinda almost hesitant to start rhyming off names uh-huh. because I'll miss some. But what I would say is is that as much as myself and Jeanette were in some ways the kinda public face of the campaign for Dime Time, it was the group and the Celtic support and FAC and the Scottish football generally that won it, wasn't it? Us too, because see every time that we had an idea something we wanted today there was somebody able to do it see as much as the SNP attempted to portray as always drunks and thugs and bigots and louts and all the rest of it see when we needed a computer coder to put together something that we could send emails to MSPs like that there was somebody to do it see when we needed somebody to uh, edit a video that we wanted to put out there was somebody to do it a sound engineer for the podcast somebody there a graphics designer for images somebody there when it was somebody with a, a set of skills that we needed or if it was something that we needed bodies a huge amount a, a quantity of people to send off the emails to show up in the streets at demos to donate to legal fundraising didn't matter what it was every time we went to the select support in particular they were there for us throughout and it was them that done it not us and that's something that we as a support collectively can be really proud of because there are other supports who sat back and watched this happen and done fuck all about it so I think we'll round that up here um, for both parts hope everybody's enjoyed them uh, big big thanks again as I said after part one uh, to everybody that's tuned in it's uh, the numbers and stuff been absolutely brilliant uh, to see looks as if it's been well received uh, a big thanks to Paul again uh, for taking the time out um, and coming along and speaking to us as I mentioned uh, at the end of part one that we're hoping to make it a bit more regular try to get some plenty of kind of ideas and, and different uh, subjects and stuff to cover uh, in the pipeline so um, again I just a big thanks and hopefully it'll not be too long until we've got some more out there cheers <laughs>